What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Call Her Holy. I'm Laura Eldridge. And I'm Nicoletta Bradley. We're coming at you with a bonus. (laughs) (laughs) The bonus. This hit so close. What? So, Nico, I'm just going to put you on blast. No, no, really. Like, I've had a lot of girls asking this lately and just seen it. So, here's our question for our bonus episode. Talk to me. What do you do when a guy's not sure about you, but you're dating? Golly, even if you're not dating, what to do if a guy's unsure about you? Oh, I know. There's so many like friendationships where the guy is like pretty much. Uh, here's a hot take. I'll just say this. Okay, go. Guys and girls alike can tend to get our emotional needs met without the commitment. Like okay. we, we can act like we're in a relationship and we don't realize that by allowing a guy to do that, just take us for instance, if I'm a single girl and I'm kind of like meeting a guy's emotional needs, I go on one-on-one hangs with him. Yeah. I answer the phone when he calls. I, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. like his emotional support when he has family drama or whatever. What I'm doing is meeting his emotional needs and communicating that I don't value the commitment that he doesn't have to give me the commitment. Yeah. You know? And we don't realize that that is actually pushing them further away from a relationship because they don't feel their need for connection. Every human has a need for connection. God made guys and girls to be attracted to each other, to enjoy each other and to connect in that way. But he doesn't feel an absence of that because you're filling it. You're a filler girl and you are not a filler girl. (laughs) (laughs) You are not a filler girl. You are not. <laughs> Gosh, okay, well, I honestly don't even know what to say. To so, that. <laughs> <laughs> wait, I kind of love that you're like, wait, what do I say to that? Okay, let me ask you this, Nico. When you were breaking up with your fiance, okay, I'm sure you went through the wishy-washy of like, should I break up with him? Should I not, right? Totally. How did you process that? Well, I feel like that's not a great question because mine was like, so the Lord that said walk away. Okay, yeah, and that's so right. That was like an obvious one. But I mean, I guess looking back at other relationships, there's been so many guys I've dated of just like, oh my gosh, like he's so nice. He's so this. Like, should I stay? Should I go? And it was extremely exhausting. So like, you've been the wishy-washy one. Yes, I've been the wishy-washy one. But I've also been on the other side of guys that are wishy-washy. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we have to remember in those moments that if you're the wishy-washy one, I think that comes down to sitting at the feet of Jesus and then ultimately coming up with a decision Yeah, of like, okay, Lord, what do you want? Yeah. But then also knowing that you have a choice yeah. to stay or go. Yeah. Because the reality is, it's not disobedient to date another believer, but there's a difference between I want to date that believer. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. I think here, let's give the people some good handholds to ask, like, if they're either the wishy-washy one or okay. if somebody's being wishy-washy towards them. Okay. Here's the question I, I would ask. How have you dated? How has purity been in your relationship? Yeah. Because a lot of times that can cloud things in a way that you don't even realize it has consequences. Mm. So if you guys have been crossing physical boundaries, and let's just say it, like anything, if your hands have been going over or under the shirt, you know what I mean? Over or under the pants, either way. If you guys have been, you know, we should do a boundaries episode. Have we not? I don't know, did we? Let's, if we haven't, let's do it. Okay. But regardless, if you've crossed some physical boundaries, especially if you've stepped back, there could be this like, oh my gosh, there was this high while you guys were like hooking up, quote unquote. Totally. And then now it's not there. What the heck? Maybe I, maybe he's not the one or maybe she's not the one. It's like, 
No, you just stopped gl- so gluing your bodies together in a way that God intended marriage to be like. Yeah, I think if you've crossed physical boundaries, that's going to make you wishy-washy because you're going to sit there and go, but it was so good when we were making out, but then why isn't it good when we're not? And then it's going to make you really confused and go like, oh my gosh. And then you're going to seek intimacy as a way of connection. And then it's just going to get really, really messy. My girlfriends and I used to call this emotional hooking up. When you're in a relationship and you're not hooking up, but you want that kind of that same kind of connection, totally. Sometimes fights get started for no reason, or you start picking each other apart. Interesting. In a way that you just need it, need things to get heated. You're like just yeah. you're just getting hot. So what do you steamy. do? Okay, <laughs> so what do you do? I think the first step is recognizing <laughs> <laughs> that you want to be hot and steamy. <laughs> that you want to be hot and steamy. <laughs> I really like, want to be think, hot and steamy, but it's not pure, so I'm going to walk away now. Thank you. <laughs> Call your guy and tell him yeah. that. Try to get steamy. She said, no, what do I do? <laughs> no, I think you zoom out. Like, mm. look for perspective. What are the things that you're fighting about? So if you've crossed emotional boundaries, if you've crossed physical boundaries, and I know people have all the thousand questions about emotional boundaries, too. This is not the episode for that because this is a bonus episode, and it's going to go quick. Yeah. But zoom out for a second and ask what you're looking for. Here is a question that you need to be able to answer when you're wishy-washy about somebody. Because what happens is I think sometimes guys or girls, we can get so much in our heads and start picking apart the other person. Yeah, Marriage is a big deal. You know, the Bible doesn't take it lightly. Yeah, It's not a commitment. It's a covenant. That means mm. you're choosing to love that person no matter what. Yeah, And our culture has so made marriage just something that's like, oh, I mean, if you want out, you can get out. Mm. And that's not biblical. And yeah. so if you've been divorced, God loves you. You're not... We can talk about that, too. Yeah. How to honor God in so many different ways. So this is not a hit on divorcees, but it's a covenant. You're saying, I, I want to choose you for the rest of my life, and I'm going to choose you even when I don't feel like it or even when you wrong me. That's mm. what God does for us. Okay? Yeah. So I think we can get so in our heads, and I particularly see guys do this. I've seen girls do it, too. But where they start analyzing every single thing yeah. about a girl— And it's like, okay, your issue really isn't that her personality does this one thing at this one time. Yeah. Or that her brother said whatever, and it made you think, is she going to be like that 20 years down the road? Like, your issue is not here's this hot girl. Am I going to be actually attracted to her? It's like, bro, she's so hot, so much hotter than you. Yeah, you're like, like, she's cute. Ew, the fact that she's interested <laughs> in you is like... Amazing. Amazing. Take the win, dude. You know? <laughs> Take it and run, bro. What are you yeah. doing? <laughs> but jokes aside, I think guys especially can get in their heads. Just like, this is a yeah. big decision. And it really is helping them see like, hey, those concerns are not even about her. They're about you. Yeah. You know, and I have had a mentor who a guy went to and said, hear all these things about Laura. And the mentor looked at him and said, you need to break up with her. And it wasn't because I had all these flaws about me, which I do. I'm a sinner. Yeah, for sure. It was that he looked at him and said, you're not ready to be married because mm. these are not about Laura. These are about you. Dang. And you have to realize you are a flawed person getting together with another flawed person and you're picking your problems. They're going to be problems with anyone. 
and you work through them and you don't actually know what you need, you know? I know. I think to be honest, it's convicting because I've definitely done that where I've picked apart people Mm -hmm. and been like, well, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this. And recently in a dating relationship, I kind of got to a point where I just started to pray like, man, God, I'm tired Mm. of desiring the things of this world. I'm tired of picking this person apart and desiring perfection yeah. because it's honestly this prideful place of me being like, I'm perfect. Therefore you need to meet me in my perfection. Or it's this fear of like, if you show a flaw, how is kind of what you're saying earlier? Like, how is this going to play out in marriage or if we continue dating? And I feel like the Lord just really taught me just to like sit in silence and pray of like, man, God, like give me your eyes and give me your heart. Because when I have your eyes and your heart, I accept people for their brokenness rather than pushing perfection onto them. Wow. And so I think it's been this big battle in my own life of being more so the wishy-washy girl in relationships of just kind of being like, man, God, you know what I need. I only know what I want. And what I want is obviously this tall, hot babe who's perfect, comes from the perfect family, loves to work out, loves to eat healthy, cherishes me and takes me on the most extravagant dates. Of course, that's what every girl wants. Until they don't. Until they don't. And then they think like, oh, I'm smothered. Yes. And I've had dating guys. I've dated guys like that. And yeah. I'm here to tell you it doesn't satisfy. But I think on the other side of it, it comes down to like, okay, Lord, you know what I need. Mm. And that is going to be somebody maybe introverted when I would think I'd want an extrovert or I don't even know. Yeah. Honestly, I would probably pick an introvert. So hot take. But I think for me, it's just really sitting down with community and having them speak life into that. I think it's important to sit down with married couples it's good because they can remind you that what you're looking for is unrealistic. Yeah. And then I think it's really important to sit at the feet of Jesus and go, give me your eyes. That's and really give me good. Your heart. That is so good. Nico, that'll preach. I think what it comes down to is, do you trust God for guys and girls? Like a lot of times they're like, but what if someone better comes along or what if I don't like this one thing about them? Do you trust God? Do you trust that God, the Holy Spirit is in them? Have you seen evidence of that? Are they surrounded by biblical community? You know, are they plugged into a church home and striving for holiness and not in a striving like a sense of like oh i'm working so hard but are they committed to the things that that god is committed to yeah you know and growing in godliness that's what you want you're looking for somebody who's on a trajectory of godliness you're not looking for someone who has the same holiness level of somebody who's been walking with jesus for 50 years totally if they're not 50 years old you know what i mean (laughs) yeah and i think you need to have compassion and grace for that yeah because i think that people look for these unicorns And if they don't find the unicorn, then they're out, but they're missing a really great thing. That is so true. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's so true. I don't want to cut you off. Did I cut you off? No. Okay. Let's answer this really quick, though. So what do you do when you're on the other side of the wishy-washiness? Because I know there can be this tension, and there's so much insecurity already in girls. Let's just just say that. Like, we're all kind of in this place of, like, we want to be chosen. Yeah. We want to be adored. We want the movie moment. Totally. Where someone just looks... And the first time they see us, they're like, it's her. Yeah. No one else, the whole, you know, the whole room like starts totally. Oh my gosh. Yes. We want the Hollywood scene. We we do. And I think that's not even necessarily bad because here's my hot take. Okay. Biblically, I think that's what God does to us. I don't think God is wishy-washy. Yeah. And if marriage is a picture of, of how God, how Christ, how Jesus loves the church, 
why should dating the pursuit towards marriage be any different? And when God pursues us, he's not like, I mean, I think I want Nicoletta, but she kind of does this one thing. It really pisses me off. Totally. But I wish she was more like this. And so I think there's something in us that wants that because that's how God desires us. Totally. But I think we can be realistic knowing that, hey, we can find that in Jesus. Yeah. He does choose us and he does pursue us and he does, he sees way more flaws than any of those guys are going to see. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think to answer your question of like, what do you do when you're on the side of somebody who's wishy-washy? I think you have two answers. One is either patience or two is know your worth and own your worth. What I mean by those things is sometimes... God is asking you to be patient with the person on the other side. Yeah, that's good. And is like, I'm working. I want you to trust me when this is hard. And I want you to give patience to the man or the girl who is processing through the way they feel towards you. Yeah. And you're only going to have patience when you rely on me. Yeah. Don't try to muscle it on your own. Don't try to, I don't know. We try to like be patient on our own, but God's like, hey, trust in me and I will give you patience. But that's then good. on the other side of it, when I say know your worth and own your worth, it's sometimes you need to know when it's time to walk away. Yeah. Because there's going to be people that come into your life that like the idea of you more than they actually like you. And you're going to yeah. be able to see that visibly in their actions. And those are the moments, ladies and gentlemen, let's, let's be honest, we're talking to ladies. Ladies, those are the moments where you go, man, while you seem great, I'm no longer going to settle for you deciding if you want to choose the best parts of me because one day there will be someone in the same way if the Lord has marriage for you hopefully there will be someone one day that looks at you and is like man like I choose all of you and there isn't anything wishy-washy and kind of what you're saying Laura like we desire that kind of like Hollywood story in the same way because Christ looks at us and is never wishy-washy he goes I love her I see her I know her I'm dying for her end of story no questions asked yeah and so I would say there's a difference in wishy-washiness and I would sit once again at the feet of the cross and go, Lord, are you asking me to be patient or are you asking me to trust you and potentially choose another season of singleness rather than wasting my time with someone who's super wishy-washy? Yeah, that's good. I wish it was an easier answer because yeah. relationships are just messy, you know, and there is no one size fits all of like breaking up and getting back together or, um, you know, how long do you wait? Like how long is too long to wait on him to figure it out or whatever. Yeah. And it's really easy to compare yourself to like, Oh, but that person's relationship looked like this, but that person's looked like that. Um, there is a way, like you said, either be patient or like walk away essentially. And I think there is a way where during the patience, you can appropriately challenge the guy. You don't have to be a doormat. You can ask questions like, hey, I've heard these concerns. Are you asking, like, who are you talking to about those? Yeah. You know, have you run that by somebody else who's godly and committed to marriage? Totally. Before you brought that to me, it's okay to speak up. So much about marriage is communication. So if you guys can't communicate now about things that are hurtful, it's not going to go well later on. I feel like there's so much to say on this, but just to keep it short, I loved your points, Nico. Um, The question that I was going to say earlier is like, you need to be able to answer this one question. Can they cherish you? Yeah. Can he cherish you? And can you cherish him? Can I look at you and have compassion and care about you and love you? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then some of the other flaws just kind of like 
okay, I can silence the thoughts in my head that are really fears and I can actually address them as, oh, wait a second, those might be fears that are not grounded. The Bible literally says there is no fear in love. Perfect love drives out fear. I can trust that God loves me. He's not trying to screw me over. Yeah. You know, he's not trying to give me a wayward woman. (laughs) Yeah. And I think you also have to invite the Lord into that equation though, because I've been in a relationship where I wasn't super into him the first round or whatever we dated. And then the second round we dated, the Lord just changed my perspective on him. Yeah. But that in between was spent praying. That's good. And that was me praying like, Lord, if you have me dating someone again, if you have marriage for me one day, I'm praying that you allow me to cherish them not on my own strength, not because of their performance or their abilities or their whatever fill in the blank, but out of an overflow of love for you, I get to then cherish and love someone else well. And so I think we always have to involve the Lord in that equation because if you're sitting here going, well, I would cherish them if they did blank, blank, and blank. <laughs> That's you're not relying it. on their performance yeah. and your strength. But the Lord is like, hey, I can do all things through the Lord who gives me strength. You can do all things. You can cherish that person even when they're hurting you. You can cherish that person even when they're sinning towards you. You can cherish that person even when they're doubting you. Yeah. But you have to rely on the Lord's strength. It's never going to come from you. And I do want to add in one caveat, ladies. We're so quick to hear other people's stories and then create our own story out of it. So what I mean mm-hmm. by that is, well, I heard that Billy dated Dana and Billy wasn't into Dana, but then all of a sudden he woke up one day and was super into it. So I'm going to keep dating this guy because I know one day he's going to wake up and realize that I'm the one for yes. him. And I want to just say that while that might have happened to them, do not base you staying with someone or hoping something works based on another story. Base that hope in that if it's supposed to be, the Lord will work that out. The Lord literally says, In Psalm 66, I've heard every cry, every prayer that you make, and awesome are my ways. Wow, that's good. And you get to remind yourself that like awesome are his ways. He was awesome in that story, but your story might not look like that, but it's still going to be awesome if you trust that he's fully in control. That is really, really good. If you're in this situation where somebody's being wishy-washy about you, We've both been there. So like, many times. Literally, it's so hard. I'm really, really sorry. Yeah. As cliche as this sounds, God has chosen you. Yeah. God loves you. Relationships can show a lot. They can reveal a lot that friendships don't reveal. So it might be a good time later on. Take a look at some of the things, you know what I mean? And say, yeah. how can I grow? Yeah. You know, that's good and holy. And I think one thing I do want to add to this is just this idea, I feel like what the Lord's been teaching me in my own time, and I feel like he keeps repeating this over and over and over. And every time that I sit down at the feet of the cross, he keeps saying, Nicoletta, surrender your hopes and trust in what I have for you. That's good. And I think I want to challenge you of like, what are you hoping for? Oh my gosh, that's so good. That's literally what I was about to say, but I couldn't find the words. Yeah. I literally paused for a second. I was like, what was I about to say? I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. It's like, what are you hoping for, ladies? But what he has for you is so much better than your hopes. What's crazy is that the Bible literally says hope in the Lord. You know, and I think sometimes we get we caught up in the hope fours or hope in. Or I yeah, I put hope my hope in, in a relationship or hope you know? in that he'll choose me. Yeah, or hope in that it'll end in marriage. Yeah, like you're hoping for that, and it's hope in the Lord. You can trust and hope that He's going to make things yeah. right, either this side of heaven or the next. And by that, I mean when you die. 
Yeah, and I think you have to remember that God knows what you need. He knows your wants, obviously, but all you know are also your wants, but he knows what you need. And if he has marriage for you or if he doesn't have marriage for you, he knows that singleness is what you need right now. And I think we need to sit back and go, God, I'm going to trust you that all I know are my wants and my hopes, but you know what you have and what I need. Therefore, I'm going to surrender my hopes and my wants and put my trust in you, knowing that you are the orchestrator of my tomorrows. You are wiser than I am and that you love me so much more than I can ever ask or possibly imagine. Therefore, I'm going to trust you instead of this boy who's wishy-washy. And you see my pain. Like yeah. you understand how this hurts. Totally. And he and you care. You're not like, just get it together and trust me. Like you literally grieve with me when I'm sad. Yes. Uh, this, is, this is good. I think we should uh, close it out here. I, I mean, there's... We wish we could get coffee with all of you guys. <laughs> and I'm so sorry to all my ladies who are either wishy-washy or with that wishy-washy boo. <laughs> we love you. Let's just pray. You want to yeah. You want to take it away? Yeah, girl. Lord, I just lift up all the ladies on the other side of this who is either wishy-washy or on the other side of a wishy-washy relationship. And I pray that this is a moment that you are using to strengthen them in their faith in you, Lord. Not strengthening them in the relationship with someone here on earth, but just reminding them of whose they are. Jesus you, in the crushing and the breaking, you are making new wine. And in these moments where we are hurting, in the moments where we are confused, and in the moments where we can't see tomorrow, we can trust that you do. You see tomorrow, you see our future, and you say, man, it's good. Keep holding my hand. And it's so easy when we're focused on tomorrow to forget about today. So I pray that we focus our energy on who we are to love today, how we are called to serve today, and what you have in store for us in the next 24 hours. And then just release and surrender tomorrow to you. In your precious name, amen. Amen. Y'all, thanks for listening. Have a great day. Check us out on Instagram. You're the best.